Hi, and welcome to this episode of Intuitate Radio. This is different type of radio. This is relationships. This is love. This is psychic information. And this is relationship advice. I am your host, medium, and intuitive dating expert, Marissa Liza Pell. And we have our co-host. I am CJ Weston, relationship expert and strategist. And Marissa is correct. Psychic advice, love advice, and you just don't know what you may find here. But and you're going to find yeah. something that you won't find anywhere else. And last, last time the spirits showed up. Yes, they did. And that was totally unexpected. And we had, uh, you know, we wanted to keep within the uh, confines of our topic. And it just, it didn't work out that way for us. No, actually, people called in, which I think le- lends to the interesting part of last week's show, which was that when we decided to do this show, we're like, okay, the mediumship, that's what I do. It's kind of like McDonald's. They have their cheeseburgers sure. and fries. Yeah. My cheeseburger is my mediumship. And right. then, you know, we have the psychic stuff and the intuitive stuff and the dating stuff. And we said, you know, we're just going to keep it to relationships. Yeah, it's that's a lot it. of relationships, dating advice. We tried to put it in a box. Uh-huh. And we believe that this show is run by a, a higher a higher Some, form. Something else. It's not us. We're channels. We're channels. And we tried to control it too much last week. Mm-hmm. And when people called in, they wanted other things. They wanted their career to be looked at. They wanted their family relationships to be looked at. They wanted to connect to the other side. And I told people on the air, listen, you got to call back because I yeah. can't. This is not the show. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And what happened? Everybody called career. Who's coming through career? career career can you talk to my grandmother career right but what happened last week was that even though i said i'm not going to do mediumship a spirit pushed through Mm -hmm. and when spirits push through they push through there's nothing you can do about it yeah and so i said you know what i'm getting a mental impression and and here Mm -hmm. it is and all of a sudden it's the person she wanted to talk to and once it's it's like i can't ask a spirit to leave no that's not how it works you know i mean i can't be like hey you're coming through from the other side and uh Here's your living relative, and I can't no, be like, they, hey, we'll talk to you when we're talking. We're not talking about love, so we can't talk to you. No, when they need to get a message through, and if you're the person they need, you got to do it. And we did it. Mm-hmm. Even at the fact that this was not our will. No, and our sometimes doing. Into a Date Radio doesn't turn out to be our will. That's what we got to realize. We've had a you lot of- let it go sometimes. We, we do, and that's, that's a lesson in life and in love. It is. If you hold sometimes on to you- that butterfly- too tightly, it's going to fly out of your hands. Why would you ever hold a butterfly tightly? Wouldn't you ruin its wings? Exactly. That's why you don't want to clip anyone else's wings that you're dating. Yeah, Give them just freedom. Leave the butterfly in your hand, pet it, and if it wants to pet fly it. away, let it fly away. You can't pet butterflies. And if it comes back, you're meant to have that butterfly. That's like a quote. Yeah, right? I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we decided after the show, we said to ourselves, talking to relatives on the other side is a form of love. I mean, they loved us. We love them. So that is a high, the highest form of love we can have. It is related. It is. It is connected. Yes. And career is connected because you have to, in order to be in a relationship, if you're not happy with yourself or your career or where you're headed in life and you don't feel passionate about what you're doing, you can't have a relationship. No, because you're not in a space where you're happy enough to have a relationship. You'll be angry and bitter and, and you just, you won't be of use to anyone else or yourself. Right. So we learned a lesson yesterday. Yeah, you know, a big uh, lesson. Yeah, we learned a lesson in yesterday. Ted, Ted helped us a lot with that. Thank you, yeah, Ted. Ted helped us, and uh, Ted is our producer, and he yes, he gives us. He's like you know, in the Wizard of Oz, he's like the he's man behind the curtain. He, he the reason we do what we do is because he's really at the helm of it. He is. He he's yeah. the yeah. Ted's the guide, and and I don't even know if he knows it. 
but he, yeah, yesterday for me was a learning experience. I don't know if you felt the same way. Well, yesterday is when we decided that we were going to change the format of the show. Yeah. Because last week's show. At Ted's advice. Yeah. Yesterday we decided that we were going to, today we were going to open the show up for other things that Mm -hmm. we were going to not be so limited in in what we talk about. But it's still, our specialty is dating and romance. That's what we're sticking to. Well, we have a little update from you, don't we? Yeah, we do have an update. Okay, so before we get into that, if you have been listening, if you haven't been listening, if you have been listening, in Two-A-Date Radio, we talk about psychic stuff, we talk about love lives, we give advice, but we're also following people's love lives. And we follow two women in our studio, Donna Drama and Stable Gina, both hashtagged. Mm -hmm. And Donna Drama is obviously that. She's got a lot of drama going on. Stable Gina is completely the opposite. She's kind of low-key, cool, calm, and collected. Both are trying to get back together with their ex-boyfriends. We want to see if there's a second chance. And if not, we're going to follow whatever they do. Whatever unfolds. Yeah. So every couple of weeks we have them back on and we get updates. Mm-hmm. And last week we kind of ran into a little bit of a, a sticking point. Uh, so just to update you with their, their progress, uh, last week, you know, Donna Drama told us that she is with her ex-boyfriend pretty much full time around the clock, yep. being in his house all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's no commitment. no commitment. He didn't do anything for her on Valentine's Day. He actually her over on Valentine's Day. He did. Day. He made plans made and then plans, told her. Broke the plans on Valentine's Day. And then she went back over after like that, which guy. I didn't Just I didn't agree with. I don't like him. Yeah, I know. She went back over. It's she needs to draw that boundary. She needs to she draw needs to the put line. that ultimatum out. And there. then she's telling us she's okay with it. Yeah, that there's no the commitment. Other, we, and then she she's there she doesn't she said she doesn't she she wants a commitment, but then we asked her if she loves him and she said I don't love him. But she wants <laughs> a commitment, but she doesn't love him. Can't, so, aren't the two, don't the two need to be together? Can, can I don't one know exist about without you, the other? but I don't really want a commitment with someone that I'm not going to see myself falling in love with. Nor do I. I don't want a commitment with someone I'm not in love with. So there's something wrong here. If we were on Seriously Sesame Street, wrong. we'd have three things on the table and one doesn't belong. Yes. And something does not belong. No, we need Big Bird to remove it. <laughs> Who's going to be our Big Bird? Jack Stedman. No, he's not going to be on in, in enough time. Suit. I think what we should do, okay, first of all, we have our producer here. We sure okay, do. That, that has sure, yeah. been listening to this show. He's been following every week. He knows what's going on. He's been in radio over 30 years. And someday he's going to pull his chair over that mic and he's going to give Donna Drama a piece of his mind. Yes. Because yes. He did, is, yes. He Ted did. looms. He told us yesterday that, you know, she's not being honest. Mm-hmm. And even if. Called her out. He did. He did. And uh, he was upset, you know, because he knows that people can benefit and she could benefit by letting out the drama that's really going on inside yeah, of her. She was holding back. true to herself, her own heart. But what we've came up with a solution to this is we know that something is amiss with how can you be with someone all the time and not want to. And the other thing that came up, too, was they both decided they were going to be monogamous in, like with intimacy. They're not going to sleep with other people. Yeah. Now, isn't so, that a commitment by definition? Yes. That and is Donna's out there cruising match. She's not doing anything on match. So it's it's just to have a placeholder to say, I'm dating other guys to see if he's jealous. So her claim is she's cruising match, but you, you think she's not cruising match, I don't but think just she's holding cruising it over anything. his head. This is what I'm doing. The only thing that's cruising is her car on the way to his house. I that's think, the only yeah, thing that's, yeah. that's being cruised. I love it. Yeah. Because he did something on Valentine's Day. I, she, and who did she call? She called me. Uh-huh. Of course. How upset she was. That he didn't do anything. And I was upset for her. I was mad. Well, so if sure. you're listening I mean, out mad there. I too, just by the fact that the guy broke the date. Yeah. It's not right. If you're listening out there, I know who you are. 
I know that you and your brother listen. I love both of you. I actually mm-hmm. like you. You're a nice guy. I have to meet you. Not I don't cool, know if I like dude. You right now. Not cool that you made plans and broke them. Yeah, man. And I mean, even if you were busy, it doesn't matter. Like that's that's reflective of poor time management skills. <laughs> it really is. Like even it if is. he was legitimately busy, it doesn't matter. You plan out your day and your week because that's something that was really important to Donna, and you should have the time management skills to make that happen. But he will tell you that they're not. They don't have a commitment. They're not together. So he doesn't have that. That, and that's why he doesn't want the commitment because he doesn't matter. want to have these responsibilities. <laughs> that's what his answer is going to be. But he still broke the date. He did. But then she went back over terrific. there after to get You're her right. phone and, charger, and, quote and unquote. And that gives him he, that gives him permission to keep breaking dates and act on the way he wants to act. And I said, and you stayed over there. She said, yeah, I was just too tired to drive home. Come mm-hmm. on, right? Really? If I was that mad, I would not be too tired to drive You're home. You're not that. T- no, if I'd someone be, breaks a Valentine's Day date with you, you cannot sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep. You don't sleep because I know when something bothers me. I, the last time something happened, yeah. I didn't sleep for a day and a you half. Didn't sleep. No, I broke up with a girlfriend in in July of 2007 over. She got mad because I went to wait in line to buy the Harry Potter book. She broke up with me after uh, an argument on, you know, till 3 a.m. And I couldn't sleep for two days. Wow. Yeah. Two days you didn't sleep? Two days. Wow. I was on the the phone with my friend Joe for the most of those two days. You talked to your friend Joe about this? I did. He, what, was he his, gave what was his take on it? He gave it? me a lot of guidance. You know, he his, he he helped me. He steered me in the right direction, a direction of acceptance. Wow. Was he accepting of this breakup about the Harry Potter book? He was <laughs> what did he really concerned. He, he didn't care about the relationship. He was concerned with my feelings and, and how I was at that time. Well, that's a good friend. It is a good friend. Yeah. I'm really glad. We should talk about that another time. Maybe we could even have him on. We. I would love to have him on. Yeah. But um, I just over over a book. She's, you're you're 28 years old and you're waiting in line for a children's book. Well, this maybe is that's unacceptable. true. Maybe it is. Did you did you have a good job at the time? It's a fun thing. Did, did, I was I was in school. <laughs> you were in school. I was in school, and then I tried to go home, and, and the next day I tried to read the book, and the read was ruined because I was all out of whack with the with the girl that broke up with me. So right. I, it was the Deathly Hallows, the end of the saga, and I couldn't even read it. Today we are going to talk about fate, about oh. psychic destiny. We're going to talk about psychic destiny is right. And before we get there, we're going to talk about your destiny Correct. with a, Correct. Uh, with your love life. But this just, ongoing love life with this woman that, you know, I went on a first date with as a result of uh, you and I eating donuts in a web video. Yes. And it just it's not stopping and weeks are going by and it's just a saga. OK, so we're going to get into that. I just want to talk about who's coming on in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, <laughs> we have Louisa Oakley Green and she is. The author of Loitering at the Gate to Eternity, Memoirs of a Psychic Bystander. And she is really cool. She's actually a, she was a skeptic and she met her husband and he is a psychic. And they got together and she has just an amazing story. And I can't wait till she comes on to discuss. She's actually been following our show too. So she has some insight about your Mm -hmm. love life. Yeah, she does. And other people's love lives. But she's been ascribed for several decades. Louisa Oakley Green's passion for the written word is evidenced in a career that has included working as a newspaper reporter, humor columnist, health magazine editor, public relations manager, advertising. Wow, I didn't know she did all this. Advertising copywriter, medical writer, and finally executive creative director of a digital advertising agency. These wow. days, she earns her living as a freelance writer. A graduate of the University of South Carolina School of Journalism, she has also studied biology, biochemistry, and anatomy in support of her medical writing. In addition, she spent two years learning how to draw up and interpret traditional astrology charts through the Faculty of Astrology Studies in London. Ooh, girly, I love you already. This is her a great work bio. and interest 
maintain a curiosity inspired balance between science and mysticism. So we're going to get wow. to her in just a few minutes. But before that, and there, you know what? Somebody's I, calling I too. This is great because, you know, we both love to see stories of skeptics turned believers. We do. That's why I, love I don't know it. if she's a believer yet. I have to ask her. We'll see. Maybe she's stuck to her ground. I have to ask her about that. <laughs> she's on the fence. But you know, before we're, after we get yeah. to you, we yeah. have someone who needs our help too on the line. So mm -hmm. we're going to get to you, get to her. And then sure. Luis is just going to pound it home. I love it. Okay. Yeah, we'll let her pound it home. So last week you mm -hmm. had, well, let's let's reiterate. You went on this date with this girl. You thought it was a great date. You guys had a passionate kiss at the end of the night. You asked her out sure. on a second date. She gave you the runaround yeah. and said, you know, maybe I'm, in a couple I'm weeks. busy I'm most nights this week. I'm busy most nights. You called her out live on the radio. You texted her while you're on the radio. Yeah. And she flipped out. She had a flip out back text. And yeah. then I sent her, you know, a reverse text. And um, I called her out because mm -hmm. she claims that. She's making it out like she was force kissed. And, you know, I went in to lean in for a peck and then she raged my face. She raged she, face. She just went at me and I'm, and then I matched that en energy. And now she's saying, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I, I, I'm not one that kisses on the first date. And I felt I was turned off by the fact that you didn't recognize that after the kiss. And after the kiss, <laughs> she had a big smile on her face. Wow. Well, something's off this with this. This is really bizarre that it's turning like this way, but I love her. And last week I wanted to let her know I love her and I want her back. So we didn't agree with this, but he sent her a text just yeah. to, he doesn't really, he's not really in love with her, but just to kind of joke around and try to get no, her back. I'm in love in with form. her. Okay. Well, he's in love with her. And that's even more creepy though. If you, if you send a girl a text saying you love her after the first date, but. Label it however you want. Okay. Those well, are so my feelings. For she her. wrote, she didn't write back last week, but she did write back after the show was over. And what did she say? Okay, well, this text I sent was, I love you. Can we start over? After a first date. And yeah. she blocked him on Facebook. Remember this. She just blocked him. And oh, he yeah. And sent her a message she saying, I love you. Can we start over? Not a delete, over? a block. <laughs> so well, that was, that was like 11.30. 6.04 p.m. I get a, I don't recognize this email address. This message seems to be an error. I said, it's Chris. We went on the donut date. Something's wrong with <laughs> iMessage. It's been sending stuff from my iCloud. And she said, Oh, I didn't realize. I'm incredibly uncomfortable that you said you love me, even if it was in jest. I don't think there is a starting over for us. Aww. Yeah, and but I said, I just want things to be the way they were. Can we at least talk about getting back together? Hold on. Our producer has a question. He, 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 he's already getting involved. He said, I thought he really loved Sarah. But I, I do. Well, last week you had a recommendation letter that your ex-girlfriend wrote about Sarah now you're telling yeah. me, uh, finish reading, finish I, reading. As I said before, Sarah comes before all. Okay, well, She's number reading. one. Yeah, and if she wants to come on the show, we're inviting Sarah she's on, on the show. She's not coming on. I begged her. I she's think she's going to come on someday. So I said, I think what we have is worth fighting for. And she said, I'm a little confused as to where you're coming from. I think you misunderstood what really happened. We went on one date. If you think this is funny, it isn't. <laughs> I'm starting to get a <laughs> little creeped out by the way you feel after one date. I don't <laughs> feel the same. Period. Why would she think you really were in love with her after her first date? Why would she think you're being serious? Well, I replied, six years, April. Six years. <laughs> it's just too much to throw away. The munchkins, Krispy Kreme, sparkling water. We've got something. We've got something good. I think continuing this over text would be futile. Let's meet for donuts right now. <laughs> and she writes back, I don't find this funny. I'm not interested in seeing you again. I don't know how much more direct I can be. So Is that I said, how she says it? Yes. I said, munchkins, April. Just a couple of munchkins and some conversation. I think if you give it some more time, you may see us in a different light. And then I said, donuts. We are bonded by donuts. And then she didn't <laughs> respond. And I waited a, little, waited a little longer. And then I said, you broke my heart when you blocked me on Facebook. I was in tears. I hate it when we are fighting. 
<laughs> then you'd have not heard from her again. I haven't gotten a response yet. Uh, yeah, she doesn't find like our sense of humor funny, I don't think, and no, that's not for you. But Sarah does. So you're over this woman that you just sent a text that you were in love with her. I don't know. I mean, I, I may text her again at some point. All right. Well, I may see her. I may just stop at her door with flowers. Okay. Well, we'll find out, but we might have somebody coming on next week that you went out with before her. That's you, true. Yeah, and, we, and you have someone be. that you might want to ask out in the studio, too. I do want to ask someone out in the studio. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's, it's Ted. Our, our Ted. Ted just pointed to himself. Not, not Ted. You did have somebody on Twitter saying that they were surprised that you were dating women or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were surprised. About? I don't know. I mean, they... You, you're just wearing cool sweaters. What's the deal? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go out there and say that I am the gayest straight guy in existence. I love wow. these sweaters. You know, I'm, I'm into art. I'd rather go to a museum than watch a football game. I collect, you know, scented or candles but i'm just not i'm 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 all about women I, i'm looking for love do you know donna drama makes her. candles i do and i want to procure one okay well let's get we have someone that needs our help <laughs> after all after you just uh, read those texts you you have to transition back to the relationship expert and we have beth on the line i'm going to bring her on uh hi beth hi how are you good did you just hear that Hello, insanity beth. i did yeah what do you think of that I think it was actually very funny. I totally get the sense of humor. See, Beth, that's There's why no we like you. There's no humor to it, Beth. I, I'm in love with her. We were together for six years. No, they went on one date. <laughs> but, Beth, you see, wouldn't like you as a woman, if somebody came at you like that, wouldn't you say, wow, they're kind of funny. Maybe I should talk to them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, maybe we should just, maybe I should go on a second. This is funny. I don't know if I would necessarily continue <laughs> to talk to them, but I would find them funny. Yeah, obviously the sense of humor is is not there, and and we don't from Scranton us people from Scranton we need to have a sense of humor in our lives. It's it's the it's 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 a number one for me. Yeah, and you don't you, have a good sense of humor, you're out. And when you went on the date with her, you said she was a little bit serious. She yeah, there there was she was mostly serious. She what there was some you know fun and laughing, but mostly serious. Okay, well Beth, we want to be here for you, so I'm glad you you were listening to us. What can we do for you? So um, I've had quite a few unexpected changes in my life in the past few weeks, both personally and professionally. So I feel as though I'm in limbo and I don't like that. Okay. So I'd like to find out where you see me within, say, like the next six months. Okay. So let's talk about the personal situation first. Was there a breakup, a separation, or is you just you're not happy with the current situation you're in? Well, it's there's a, all of the above. And that just happened? Yes, but we are still in, in the same house. Okay. See, I'm getting I'm seeing legal paperwork around you. So I do see that you're possibly going to be moving forward with uh, some sort of legal separation. Okay. I do see that. It, it feels like I see something with assets being divided. Are you planning to get a divorce? Are you thinking about getting divorced? I'm not married. Okay. Who is this person that's with you? I, I've been, we've been together for a long period of time, but we're not married. Do you have things that are together as far as finances go? No. Okay. Why am I seeing legal paperwork around you then? That's weird. Do you have any other court situations or any other contracts you're going to be signing? Well, yes and no. I, if, if I move out of my current house yes. uh, that I'm leasing... I will absolutely be sued if I leave before my lease term is over. At the same time, I am trying to pull things together to possibly buy a home Okay. when when my lease is up. Well, I do see legal paperwork around you, but it looks like a termination. Okay. So I feel you may be leaving there sooner than you expect. Okay. Okay. So I would prepare for that and I would prepare your finances for that because... 
I see unexpected legal papers coming up in relation to this relationship. Okay. Okay. I don't feel it's like any sort of like police thing or anything like that. Anything like domestic. Okay. It just looks to me like I think the situation is going to come to a head. And I think there's going to be it's going to be a lot of tension to live together. Yes. Okay. I'm a little concerned about your health and stress and well-being being in the same house for how how long is going to be till your lease is up? August. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Okay. I think you're going to pay, pay some extra money or, pay, you know, do something to get out of that place. But like I said, I see a legal document. Okay. Okay. So I need to let you know that. What's going on with your car? Um, there's, there's nothing going on with my car. I actually, that's another problem that comes into play too, because we are down to one vehicle. And I actually just said to somebody today, I want to throw 1200 bucks at him to get him a car. To get <laughs> okay. Cause there's definitely a car issue. So, okay. uh, if you're getting a new car, I, you may, you may buy something used, but I do see something with the car coming up. Okay. Okay. Everything that I see coming up with this situation I hate to say it, but it looks like there's going to be you're going to be uncomfortable for a little while before you make this transition out. But it's 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 inevitable. I think you're moving forward with it. OK. OK. So this is really going to be the focus of what's coming up for you in the next six months is transitioning by late July. I feel you should be kind of out of the woods. OK. OK. So um, is there anything you have to say, CJ? I feel exactly the tension you, you, you're gonna crack you you want to hang on to this you know you'd be sued financially it'd be really tough but I'm, I'm feeling a lot of tension i could feel the energy and you're gonna snap and just leave the house and back out on the lease okay yeah i don't even know if paying the 1200 for him to have a car because you're not going to be there that long is going to be a wise investment for yeah. you right i mean i i think that you may lose money by doing that because he's going to make out by by getting that car Sure. And I'm thinking the sooner, so, sooner rather than later, the sooner you get out of this, the better for your own mental health. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think right at now, whatever cost, you got to focus on this. Okay. And I, so I hope that I answered some things for you and that we put some things into perspective. Okay. Okay. So just move forward. Okay. And, and don't worry, you're doing the right thing. Okay. You're on, okay? You're on the right track, Beth. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Beth. When I give advice to people, if they follow it, it's great, but I don't follow my own advice. Well, you know what? This author that's coming on right now mm -hmm. has actually listened to some of the show wow. the last couple of weeks and now today before she's coming on the line. So I think she might have some uh, interesting insight for Wonderful. Donna Drama, Gina, and possibly the rest of us. Beautiful. Loitering at the Gate to Eternity, Memoirs of a Psychic Bystander. Coming on is Louisa Oakley Green, and she was a skeptic. The woman was a skeptic. Mm -hmm. She married a male psychic. Mm -hmm. Are you there, Louisa? I am. Hello, Louisa. Hi, Louisa. Hi, it's great to be on. It's great to Thank hear you. you. I'm sorry, I tried to get you on earlier, but we had a couple things we needed to go through, but I'm glad you got to listen in anyway to, oh, to yeah, kind I of... Enjoy. Uh, it, your show is very entertaining. Thank what you. What do you find entertaining about it? I'm intrigued. Uh, well, I just enjoy listening to everybody's uh, opinions and experiences regarding relationships. I just think that's fascinating. Awesome. And Thanks. and what did you think? You said you, you had heard about... The women in the studio, Donna Drama and Stable Gina. What uh, what's your take on uh, which one did you want to uh, talk about first? I know you had some insight onto your well, thoughts. I, I only heard one of them I, on on a broadcast who was talking about a boyfriend that she was going out with who didn't want to make a commitment. Yes, Donna. Donna. 
that was Donna. Okay, Donna. She's a little bit older than she's the. Uh, she's in her thirties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess I get where she's coming from at that age. I thought that it was the uh, younger one. I guess my feeling is that she's doing a lot of rationalizing when she says it's perfectly okay that her boyfriend doesn't want to make a commitment because it's clear that she really would like to have one. And that's something that women do very often. They rationalize because it's just less painful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to empower yourself and say, this is what I want. It's not always about pleasing someone else Mm -hmm. and following that. You know, if if I want to be in a committed relationship, then I have to stop wasting my time with people who aren't interested in that. Right. I mean, that's just my feeling. Yeah, I agree. Where do you think, if you had to give your opinion on this, if she stayed in that, if she stays in that situation without that official title of a commitment, how do you think this is going to work for her? Uh, well, I mean, everybody's different, and she really needs to make her own decisions. But I think sometimes people are so used to trying to sound rational and please other people that they rationalize away what they really want in life. And sometimes you just need to be honest with yourself and say, well, this is what I want, and I may not get it, but I'm going to try to pursue it. Um, and that will, of course, have a price in her situation because she would need to be not dating somebody for a while. Uh, some people are afraid not to date. They need to be with somebody constantly. But sometimes you have to be alone to pursue what you want. Yeah, and you know what's confusing about that situation is that they made a commitment not to sleep with other people. She's there all the time. He's with her all the time. And he says they're not in a relationship. And she says they're not in a relationship. She and, doesn't love him. Well, love a relationship is more than sleeping with somebody. I mean, there are people who equate sleeping with somebody as the relationship. But that's just one aspect of a relationship. There's a lot more to a relationship than just sleeping with someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, the things that they're doing, I don't see anything that they're not doing, which is equating to having not having a relationship. I mean, they're together every night. She's at his house almost every night, stays there. There is a commitment. My feeling is that a real relationship is one in which two people have similar values and they pursue those values together and they grow together with those values. That's Um, interesting. um, You know, everything else falls in place if you have that. My husband and I have very little in common. (laughs) He has completely different hobbies than I do, and we're both kind of loners, but we have very similar values. And I guess we connect most strongly on a spiritual and mental level. You know, everything else is there, but we also both have a very old-fashioned sense of commitment to marriage, and, you know, that that's not for everybody, and I, I don't think it should be. But... Because we have those similar values, it works, and we've been married for over 20 years. Well, you must be doing something right then. Mm -hmm. Well, I think she just needs to understand what her personal values are and find somebody with the same values, and everything else will fall in place. I think you're right. And and what I'm interested in with you is you're a very interesting person. And usually if there's a – I know for me, because I'm a medium – that when I date, I'm the medium. Usually I date the, the skeptic or whatever. But yeah. with you, it's reversed where you were the skeptic and, and rooted in science and your husband is the psychic. Can you tell us about how this happened? Yeah. We, we're so interested in this story. Well, it's this... kind of interesting because I never have looked for psychic anything in my life. I, I really just didn't even believe in it. It kind of fell on my lap. And that's the way a lot of important things in life happen. You don't seek them out. They come to you. I was interviewing a woman, uh, I was assigned to interview a woman who was a psychic about her psychic development classes. And at the end of the article, uh, at the end of the interview for the article, she said, why don't you come visit our classes sometime? And I said, yeah, sure, you know, right, uh, I'll do that, yeah. 
And she said, well, it doesn't have to be right away, but eventually, you know, come visit us. And, uh, you know, my reaction to that was, yeah, I'm going to go there and watch these bunch of nutballs <laughs> doing whatever it is they do on once a week. And for some reason or another, that I just forgot about it. And about a year later, I don't even know why, I, something surfaced. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to try that class just for the fun of it. What the heck? What's there what's to lose? So I showed up, and she remembered me. And I was introduced to a number of people. I shook a lot of hands that night. And my reaction to the class was, oh, you know, they're, they're actually a pretty normal <laughs> group of people, and they're, and they're interesting. And um, that was kind of the takeaway for me. Uh, one of the people whose hands I shook was my husband, Stephen. And the interesting thing was that he had an entirely different experience from that handshake than I did. Mm. He ran home, and he announced to his family, and you have to understand that not only is he psychic, but a good number of people in his family are. It runs the family. He announced to them that he had met the woman he was going to marry. Wow. Now, that may sound very handshake. odd to you wow. because we hadn't had a conversation. We'd never dated. He didn't really even know who I was. He just knew that we were going to get married. And you might ask, well, how did he know that? Well, uh, there's something in quantum physics called uh, that's been observed, basically that everything has its own unique vibrational energy rate or frequency. And some people who are psychic can feel that frequency. They can feel that vibrational rate when they shake somebody's hand. Wow. And Stephen's observation has been that almost every time he's shaken somebody's hand, he, there's a little bit of a kind of a jolt um, while his vibrational rate adjusts to the vibrational rate of the person whose hand he's shaking. When he shook my hand, there was no jolt. He'd never experienced that before. And so in his mind, that meant we were soulmates. Wow. And so that's why he knew that we were going to get married. And I guess, he, you know, he might have had something there. I, I certainly didn't, and I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, a year later, we were walking down the aisle. When did he tell you that? He didn't tell me that for a while because he knew that I didn't believe in any of this stuff. Sure. And in fact, initially, I had somewhat of a disrespectful view toward anything psychic. Understood. I just thought it was such superstitious nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, over the years, I've learned to have a little bit more respect for things that I don't necessarily understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Wow. Yeah. Now, are you still a skeptic or do you fully believe? I think that there's always going to be a part of me that's somewhat skeptical. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I think you should always question things. But I have to admit that there's something to it. Because there have been so many experiences since I've met my husband that have been simply remarkable, and there's no way I can explain them. Yeah, sometimes there's just like the evidence is in your face, and you can't deny it. I was a skeptic at first. You were? Yes, absolutely. I was a skeptic, but when I saw it done, and then not even done to me, what I saw, it turned my mind around just after one session. When did when did you see it? I it, it was actually at one of your galleries, probably. Years ago, years so you didn't ago. tell me you were a total skeptic. I yeah, you I didn't did. Tell, no. I didn't tell you. No, I guess I thought I did. I was a skeptic. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I went to one of your galleries and and I saw it. And I was like, wow, this is legit. This is the real deal. And I was changed that fast. Yeah, and now, it's well. I for me it was more gradual mm -hmm. because I just had such a strong sense of mm -hmm. no one's going to make a fool out of me. You know, it was, it was like an ego thing, really. Sure, but. You know, there were so many things, like, for instance, at my father's funeral, I had made arrangements for my mother because she was very upset. We were all upset, but you know how it is. That was her husband of more than 40 years. And um, 
I made the arrangements, and I called up the minister from the church when we were kids, because I knew he knew my father, and asked him if he would come, and I didn't realize, because I wasn't thinking clearly, that this man was in his 80s. He'd retired years ago. He hadn't officiated at anything for a long time. But, you know, his wife said, oh, he'll be so thrilled. We'll send him, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're sitting in the funeral home. I'm between my mother and my husband. And the minister asks everyone to sit. Uh, He's going to start saying a few words. We soon realize that this man is perhaps not all there anymore. And he starts wandering off and saying all sorts of things that were, you know, not necessarily related to each other. And my husband leans over and whispers in my ear, I see your father standing next to the minister. He's got his arms crossed. He's tapping his foot and he looks very impatient. <laughs> and Okay, but this isn't the kicker. I didn't have time to talk to anyone at the funeral because you, you meet so many people that you don't really talk to anyone if you're the grieving party. A week later, my brother-in-law called. He's also psychic. And he said, uh, Louisa, I didn't want to say anything the day of the funeral. I know we haven't spoken since then, but I just wanted to let you know that while the minister was doing his thing, your father was standing next to him. His arms were crossed. His, tap, his foot was tapping, and he looked very impatient. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, that was the thing that drove it home for me because my husband and my brother-in-law had not spoken, and they both gave me the exact same message. Yep. Message. Yep. That to me was remarkable. So that was kind of that was a couple of years after we got married, and that was the beginning of my, be, you know, starting to show some respect for the fact that maybe there was something to all this. Yeah. So are you fully convinced now? I think I'm. I am. I'm fully convinced that there's something out there that we can't explain. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe every person who comes along is gifted. There are some people who are very gifted psychics, and I've met them, and and I'm absolutely blown away. I don't believe everyone who says they're a psychic is, mm-hmm. or uh, oh, perhaps right. I should I say, I yeah. don't think they're necessarily as talented as they think they are. Right. Because mm-hmm. I yes. do believe that everyone has an intrinsic ability to develop psychic, you know, psychic talents. Mm-hmm. Some people are just naturally more amazing than others. You know, yeah. just like some people are born with a singing voice that's just naturally better than the rest of us. We all have voices. Sure. And and yeah. some psychics can, can be trained to fine-tune the abilities that they're really not using that well. That's at least what Marissa and I believe. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the case. I guess what what I'm saying is I definitely believe that there's something out there. I believe that there's another side. I do believe that when people die that they cross over. I just think it's healthy to keep a skeptical viewpoint about people who go around making claims. Oh, oh absolutely. I still have a skeptical viewpoint. I, I, I always tell people be very careful about who you see absolutely. because not everybody is, is putting themselves out there to, and have technical training as well as ethical training. I don't absolutely. care if you have the best ability in the world. If you're not discerning in how you use the ability or you abuse the power in any way, that is not, it's just as bad as not having any ability in saying you do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like being a therapist, and you have to care for your client the same way a therapist would. Sure. You're there to empower and validate and help somebody. And to yep. me, the big tip-off, because I've met many, many psychics and mediums over the years, and a lot of very good ones, but I know as soon as I meet somebody and they, they behave as if they're all-knowing, <laughs> I know that they're no good because yeah. any really respectable and talented psychic or medium will tell you, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm getting messages and I'm passing them on. Yep. Yep. And that, and they have a sense of humility about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're um, absolutely right. And you um, I really like what you have to say, Louisa. And how could people get in touch with you, go to your website, uh, read your book? Um, how do they get a copy of your book? Oh, okay. Um, and just to, to let them know what the book's about, I interviewed many people, and I have more than 100 true paranormal stories from everyday people. Oh, awesome. my God, that's um, great. Awesome. And the website you can go to is psychicbystander.com. Okay. And Loitering at the Gates to Eternity is also available on Amazon. Okay. And so they can get it digitally as an ebook as well as get a, a soft cover book or paperback? Yeah, it's available in hardcover, softcover, and ebook. Okay. okay, great. And and so that it's basically a book about all different experiences. Does it have your uh, story in there as well? It yeah, it has my story not only of when I met my husband, but something that happened six months before I met him, um, okay. which, which I had no idea how to interpret since I didn't believe in it. <laughs> okay, Louisa, did you believe in life after death before you met your husband? I just didn't know. Okay, so you were a little um, agnostic. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I was more agnostic. I've never been a, oh, absolutely this or absolutely that type of person. But I I just didn't know, and I feel now that I do. Okay. Okay, that is so awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. And, and contributing to the show with your insight, and uh, I, I am actually going to read your book, so I can't wait to read it, and hopefully oh, we can you. have you back I'm on. I'm the book, too. Yeah. yeah. I would be delighted to come back on. I so enjoy listening to your show. It's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. So we will, we will give you a call after we read your book, and I think we're probably going to have a lot more questions. All right. Okay, well, we hope to hear from you soon, Louisa. Well, I hope to hear from you as well, and I hope you have a great day. Thank, Thank you. Have you. a, have good a one. wonderful afternoon. It made it, it turned her from not knowing or, or wondering about an afterlife to a solidified belief in an afterlife. Yep, she usually it's not the woman that's the skeptic, but she was a scientist, and now she's I think she's not fully on the other side of the of the line, but she's she's like. Eight, 92%. Yeah, she's a scientist by, by, by nature, so she's going to question everything. And you know what's yeah, funny? That's okay. Yeah. I I'm, mean, I'm cool with I'm that. I'm that way too. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I'm, I'm more analytical in nature than, you know, out there in the clouds. Sure. I'm pretty grounded, and I still remain healthily skeptic even after being a medium for yeah. over 15 years, full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's really important. And she makes a good point that if you are seeing a psychic or a medium, if you want to see a psychic or a medium, you really need to consider a couple different aspects to the work when viewing people. You need to, you need to make sure you do your research. Mm -hmm. Psychic ability and mediumship are completely two different things, and a lot of people lump them into the same category. Mm -hmm. Mediumship is connection to people that pass, so there's a third entity that you're connecting with. And a medium should not tell you that they could have a drive-through mentality with connecting to a certain person. Mm -hmm. So if you call and say, oh, you know, my brother just died. Um, I want to connect with them. They say, sure, no problem. That's not something you want to go into. That's not how it works. Right. It's not legit. Yeah. You don't get to dial up like a phone call. Right. It's, it's yeah. The other side is in control. As a medium, we are merely the post the postman. You're we a conduit. Take, conduit. Mm -hmm. We don't have the ability to go up to heaven and say, okay, let's page uh, Johnny Smith. Come on down. Not You're happening. the next contestant. Oh, yeah. What do you want? It's not a phone call. They don't call up. We hear them verbally. We Some people have unrealistic expectations of what we can and can't do, like if they're purchasing something at a store. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I want to order up my Aunt B. You can't do that. No. But if a medium tells you that that's guaranteed. Don't see them. They're not doing mediumship. Head for the hills. And be aware that some psychics are claiming to be mediums. 
Mm-hmm. So they're telling you about your life, about your health, about your job, and saying that, oh, yeah, and by the way, your grandfather's telling me this. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's a filler. Okay, so if you go to McDonald's, sorry, McDonald's, but you're not getting a full patty of beef. You're getting seaweed in there, too. Sure. So if you go to a, a not someone who's a pure medium, they could be filling in with psychic information and then adding, you know, everybody's got a grandfather that passed. You know, if you're beyond the age of 60, good chances are you have a parent that passed. Yeah. Some people will cold read you. Sure. You have to have ev- what they call in the mediumship world, good mediums call evidential information. What evidential information is, is names, details, how a person passed, and their personality. If you have three things, the first thing is a spirit, what we call a spirit ID card, like a license. Okay. So that is that the medium should tell you either the person's name or what they look like, how they passed, or some sort of personality trait of what they were like. That's a spirit ID. If they can't tell you any of those things, then... You know, sure. And they, they would also tell you something that only you would know. Yeah, Sometimes that's number you, two. Yeah. yeah, that's number two are the details like they will say things that are like, why would they say that I have a half bottle of ketchup in my fridge that's been there and it's expired for three years? Well, the only reason they'd say that is because there's no way I would know that because I wasn't in your house mm-hmm. and because they're leading up to giving you a message. And with those validations, so number two is validations. Mm-hmm. If you there's nothing I would know and it blows you away then you're going to listen to the message that they may have for you of stop smoking, go to the doctor, get out of the relationship. But if I just came to you and said, hey, your grandmother's here and she's telling you to stop smoking, it's not going to have the weight. Where, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? You're not going to take it as seriously if, if, if I say, hey, you have a, a grandmother here. Her name's Helen or Ellen, and she broke her hip and she was, you know, on in hospice. And after, you know, she passed, mm-hmm. um, somebody got a strand of pearls. Oh, by the way, she knows that you've been going in the bathroom and smoking and not telling your husband. So you better throw away those cigarettes. Uh, that's a legit mediumship reading. That's a legit mediumship reading. Be very careful because so many mediums and psychics have so much power to have you know, to, to make you believe that what they're selling you is the truth. Mm-hmm. They're and, good salespeople. And she's right. The more like arrogant somebody is about their ability, it, it's usually you want to make it very clear that it's probably not as, as good as they think it is. Mm-hmm. So we got to wrap up the show. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. But next week's going to be episode. very interesting. Yeah, we've got something going on next week. Yeah, and we're gonna you're gonna take another intuitive challenge. I'm gonna next take week. a risk next week. Yeah, he has some plans to ask out uh, somebody here in the in the building, in the studio. We're but we're not letting her know. We're just gonna bring her on the air. Gonna we're gonna try. Surprise. We're gonna try to I don't get know her if back it'll here. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Okay. But I'm I'm putting it out. Are there. you over this one that's on the text? Are you over it? I'm over everyone now. This new person <laughs> that I want to ask out is is the LOML. You're over everyone. Yeah. It's okay. it's now I have a new number one and she's sitting right outside our door. Well, we have another week to make this happen. So okay. please listen in next week to Intuidate Radio. I am your host, medium and intuitive dating expert and medical intuitive and whatever, whatever else the hell I am. Intuitive, yeah. And I'm and CJ Weston, relationship <laughs> expert and Donut eater. Donut rager. Guy who gets his face raged. And girls, then who girls say they didn't they really didn't want, want you to, to do rage that. his face. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, if you want to check uh, check out the website, uh, it's www.connectionbeyond.com. That's my website. Medium Mercantile is my website. Can't wait till next week. I'll tell you what. It's, I'm, I'm excited. You don't look that excited. I'm so excited. Well, we got to prepare for this. I'm gonna pull some. I'm gonna pull her out of the out of the chair over in there. Yeah, I get out of 
Patreon. All right. Well, you guys better listen in next weekend because it's going to be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. We love you.